Syria are fans everywhere. From our nation's capital, this is Cool of America. Welcome back, Curve Americans and Podcast Paisani. Guys, I can't say it enough. It is Italy week. We've been waiting for this I, at least since the winter. I've been excited since I booked my flight. How excited are you guys to get to Roma? It just seems like it's never going to come. Crazy week at work, but just every moment I can make myself smile thinking, laters, yep. laters everybody here. I'm gone. Yeah, it's, you know, we, we have day jobs, so my day job is super crazy right now. Got a lot of stuff going on, but it's about to not be my problem. The one <laughs> thing is I have keep on having this, like, reoccurring nightmare that I'm, it's like the, my last day in Rome or my last day in Italy, and I haven't even, I've, like, wasted my time. Like, I haven't had a caccia pepe or anything, and I'm, I'm going back, and I'm like, oh, my God, it, you know, it's just, I, I flew all the way over there and didn't do anything, um, and, you know, I think it's backed up by the fact that, like, I was in Rome for three weeks a year <laughs> ago, and now that time just flew right by. So get ready. Get ready, boot. We're coming for you. Curve America is invading. That's right. No wedding this time, so we're going to have a little bit more free time on our hands. You're going to have more free time on your hands? Fair point. Fair <laughs> point. Sounds, like, sounds like Tad needs some CBD oil. <laughs> what are you guys looking most forward to getting over Italy? We asked that question last week, Marco, when Tad had already left. It was the coffee. Seeing my cousin, um, eating the good food, sharpening up the, the Italian, Yeah. Um, getting around. Definitely going to rent a scooter again. Last time we did that, uh, went along the Amalfi Coast, hoping to do that again. And uh, actually not hoping. I'm definitely going to do it. That was my favorite part about Italy last time we went uh, after seeing my family. Well, we're bringing the girls. So uh, I know Leslie for sure. Uh, her big thing is going to Venice Lived in Rome, Rome for five years, and we didn't go to Venice once. Basically, that's too cheap. <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, that's you know, it's, it's like three hundred euro for train tickets, you know, three hundred euros for a, a night in a hotel." I mean, I haven't even set a toe in there, and there's six hundred euro just speaking it out of you know aloud. So I know she's super pumped to be there. Um, yeah, for me, man. It's it's really tough to narrow in on one thing. It's Roma, I, right? I guess yeah. It's it's the, the the main things. I mean, I got a lot of friends there that I haven't seen in a year. Uh, you know, just being back and in those surroundings. But I guess if I had to narrow it down, I would go Cacio e Pepe, <laughs> Spritz, and the Derby. Yeah. Only if we win, though. Yeah. And I swear to God, if DeRossi scores in this one, I'm not going to be in the can this Maybe time. Maybe Dick Whittle, <laughs> too. You forgot that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind being in his danger zone a little bit. So Always good to see Richard Whittle. Yep, we've got the Derby, and it's a night one, this guy's. I'm a little anxious about that. i got to be honest. I've never... CBD oils, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just hope I'm not blacked out drunk by the time that game starts. I'm, I'm, like uh... I, can, I can see myself like uh, uh, nervously drinking all day. And then get in there, and the only thing that props me up is like seven borghetti before I go in the stadium. Right. And every, you know, I'm gonna wake up the next day, with, and everyone's gonna be like, "Whoa, what a game, man! It's amazing. What'd you think?" And I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, gotta be sober for the, the for the Eno, man, for the for the anthem. Gotta love it." What? The Eno, I love that part. Every, no, I gotta have be to, for this that. one, you gotta be the drunkest you possibly can be. <laughs> and I'm gonna be grateful for this one because my aunt's not gonna break her hip. Very true. Outside the stadium after this game, so that's right. 
All right. Well, before we get off to Italy here, we have week 31 in the books. We're going to talk about it. What a crazy week, guys, we had. We had Europa, Champions League, makeup games for week 27 and week 31. And we also had us trying to prepare to go to Italy yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and, and preparing new content That's and right. new endeavors in Italy. So very little time to prepare for the podcast. Very true. So let's do this crash course rundown, guys, and get through the week. Here we go. The rundown. Get ready, Curve Americans, for an episode more trash than usual as we spent our weekend getting a crash course on filmography at the local Best Buy <laughs> instead of watching Serie A. I got that right. Benevento, make it interesting for a hot second, but Juventus use a blade of grass and Costa's left foot to put it away. The city of Napoli sees a rush to the pharmacies for Xanax after the donkeys take them to the wire. Meanwhile, Roman Inter make their case for the team most deserving of fifth place. Tough week for us. OTFR put a tingle in Curve America's loins ahead of our pilgrimage to the Derby, while Sassuolo make Milan become featured in the latest episode of Teams That Should Not Draw Sassuolo. And the Derby della Lanterna up north finally doesn't end with OTF Genoa fans walking home like Charlie Brown for the first time in the last two years. OTF Genoa pumped about that 0-0 draw. Take it. Take that point. Yep. Everybody out there, we have social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Curve America, all one word. You can find this terrible podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, ASRoma360.com, CurveAmerica.com, wherever podcasts are found. Ted, once they find us, what should they do? Well, what you got to do is you got to rate and you got to comment. But first of all, you got to subscribe. Nice things being said. Five-star comments. Come on, guys. You know Maybe the don't comment this week. So yeah. we got a new one over the weekend. So. Oh, did we? Yes, we did. Oh, Thank man, you for I'm, I'm going to zone out for the first half of this podcast. Just If it's a good one, I'm just going to be rereading it. It for was. The... It oh, was. nice. Yep. So, uh, yes, we hope you rate, comment. We hope you sit back, enjoy the podcast. No beers this week. We're back to coffee and dreams of the coffee bar out in there in Roma. Considering I'm going to be drinking wine like Paul Giamatti and Sideways <laughs> yeah. when he finds out his book hasn't been published and he just does the swill yeah. bucket to his face. So there, there's a movie reference for you. Mark, have you seen Sideways? I know Paul Giamatti. Okay. <laughs> no Merlot. He's, He's not drinking Merlot. He's not drinking Looks any like Merlot. Looks like a guy I work with. <laughs> All right, guys, there we have it. We are off to the top five next. Up first, guys, it's Juventus. They had Benevento top versus bottom in our first game of week 31. This one finished 4-2. The Nightwing hat trick and a Costa Bomba sink a cursed Benevento squad. Marco, you're up first. That's right, Dybala hat-trick, he's done it again. Well, finally, I think, is this his first hat-trick of the season? It's a good question. He's definitely reawoken. Uh, the Nightwing uh, has come back late in the season. sick goals, especially that first one. I know he got a couple of PKs, but this really takes him within striking distance of Belotti Nicardi, and rightfully so. This was supposed to be his year. It's too bad he won't be playing against Real Madrid. That's this shame. week. That's a shame. Well, that's that's kind of the story of Dybala this season. You know, he's either incredible, ripping hat tricks. Uh, you know, now he has over twenty goals in the season, or he, you know, he's he's missing he's sh- in action. Yeah, he's showing his culo. Um, and you know, that's kind of been reflected in the way Allegri talks about him and deals with him. I mean, remember we had him sitting on the bench, uh, coming in as a sub part of this season. So, what an unbelievable talent! You were saying, Chris, before the podcast 
I mean, if, if if we wish the United States was anywhere near as good as Argentina, because he might not go to the World Cup. Yeah, right. And his Di, Paulo Dybala, you know, I, he's he's got to be one of the top ten players in his position in the world. Yep. Oh, oh, to have that talent pool, that would be pretty impressive someday for he's America. Definitely going to the World Cup. Maybe not Icardi though. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, the two world class strikers, and uh, they're just not going for grudges or just yeah. Maybe we're just not going to take that guy. Pretty crazy for Argentina. What else you got for us in uh, the Juve Benevento? I mean, basically, the Stregoni, so close yet so far away. <laughs> I mean, last PK could have gone both ways, but of course, we all know which way it's going to fall. Diabate subbed out of the end of the game. Who knows why? He scored two goals, and he was looking, he was looking nice this game. Uh, Stregoni, again, Benevento, they've just been unlucky the whole season. Even the games they've been playing well, they've been losing in the last minutes of the game. You know, yeah. they had that one goal from from the goalie that, you know, was was amazing uh, and came out of nowhere. But for the most part, they've been losing games last minute, you know, playing well. Uh, just the ball, you know, we all know where they're going. Well, they're the coming off for the midweek with the 3-0 Kulo blasting of Elas Verona. And they come in in this one, and they're you know they have that two two score, um, you know going into like the sixtieth minute, and that's when that's when the text messages start coming like ooh Benevento could it happen? I mean they're and and you think about their proximity to Napoli, yeah, like yeah, Naples right. fans just just opening up medicine tops and and chewing uh, 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 heart medicine uh, raw no chaser. Um, and you know, they're, they're just pulling for him, but you know, everyone knew what, what, uh, what minute is Juventus going to get a, a questionable penalty call their way. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't really fault the referee too much for calling out this one, but Iguain basically trips over a blade of grass, throws his hand in the air. It's one thing about this Juventus machine. They are not at all ashamed to get that questionable call against the bottom team in the league. I don't think anybody in Serie A is. But speaking of which, um, Juventus, they maintain that safety net now. I think it's all in at Madrid this week. Uh, just, just do everything you can. We all know they don't have a real chance or a real chance. Mm-hmm. Um, I love but, a good pun. But you never know uh, with a team full of superstars like this. I mean, Douglas Costa's goal at the end of the last game, that in itself... Yeah, shows you that this team is unpredictable. Um, you know they can they can pull things out of thin air. Did it to just Tottenham. like Real Madrid. Yeah, but Juve did it to Tottenham. I, I understand Tottenham's not Real Madrid, but uh, you know I'm I'm hoping for Serie A that we have a good showing. Cristiano is is fresh out of bikes. Yeah. So I don't I don't see him pulling off that other performance. Um, pulling off a, a consecutive performance like like he did in Turin. Um, yeah, they're all in. You know, but it, it's 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 not going to happen, guys. They're definitely getting bounced by Real Madrid, and Juventus. You know that was kind of your season. I mean, yeah. you got you got to be kind of bored with winning Scudetti. Whereas point, yeah. you know, I would I would, you know, pop out of the water like Rambo with a with a dagger in my teeth for one Scudetto. Uh, you know, hunt, hunting hunting down villains. Um, you know, Juventus is going to scoff at their seventh straight. Uh, if they don't make it, I mean, the Juventus fans at this point are probably as angry as Conor McGregor and a loading dock in, New, in at the Barclays Center. Center. Yeah. Well, it needs to be said, guys, uh, for all the other European uh, leagues out there, Germany settled, uh, EPL in England, they're right on the cusp of naming their champion. 
we still got a race on our hands down in uh, Il Bel Paese here with Napoli taking on Chievo. And what a game it was, man. This really went to the last to continue with the Scudetto race. It finished 2-1. The geriatric donkeys had him for 89 minutes, but Napoli pull off a miracle and keep the Scudetto race going. Tad, you're up, man. Go ahead. Yeah, Napoli fans, they're watching it in pizzerias all over the world. Um, You know, it seems like if you find a Napoleon pizzeria, I don't care if you're in, like, Bangladesh, there's going to be seven 70-year-old Napoleon guys in there, you know, swearing. newspapers at, like, 10 at night. (laughs) Just, just swearing uh, at a screen an indecipherable Napoleon dialect. Um, you know, I mean, just this is a game where Napoli was just destroying Chievo. I mean, an incredibly unbalanced statistical match. Listen, it's thirty-three to four on shots, seventy-five to twenty-five in possession, fourteen to zero on corners. And it took Napoli to have an improbable two goals in the last five minutes to pull out this victory. I mean, you just got to say, for a collection of old guys out there playing the game, older than the Napoleon men that are watching it in pizzerias around the globe, you got to think, man, just valiant effort. Not valiant enough. And their whole season's been like that. Yeah, Sorrentino, he, he, he was, hasn't been disappointed this disappointed, you know, since uh, uh, since Italy surrendered in the First World War, um, you know, when he was 93 years old. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just tip of the cap. The the, the geriatric donks, they're going to come in there and just, just not let Napoli rip them in half. When you say tip of the cap, right, but they're like two, two points away from relegation. So they're just, you know. I, and also, I mean, look, they, Kievo lost this one, but you got to tip your cap to Napoli, too, because, look, they did wait till the end here, but getting two goals in the last five minutes is it, it's a little embarrassing, but they got it done. Well, Three and by points. tip of the cap for Kievo, I mean one of those big swooshy hats that they used to wear with accordions around their necks <laughs> yeah. in the 1500s, because that's, that's all the style still there. And, but, you know, Milan, but, you know, Napoli... Finally getting it from places that they didn't think they were gonna get it. Me like comes back at the at the right time now. You know, granted, Lorenzo Insigne was the man of the match for Napoli, but Milik gets that gets that equalizer in the 89th minute. As a Napoli fan, you gotta be like, oh please God, ice his knees. <laughs> ice his knees, get him out of there right now. Comes on a sub, gets that goal, and Diawara. You know, we it, he's one of those guys that's you know, he, he like in the in the Calcio version of Rolling Stone, and like the first five pages is like next hot thing, Diawara, here he comes, and like he's basically been riding the pine most most of the entire season. It hasn't really had his impact. Like everyone outside of the starting eleven, yeah, the or twelve, uh, the classic eleven, as yeah. uh, as the Napoli podcast like to call it. But Diawara gets to gets to play the hero here, man. Yeah, it was the kind of goal that you know gives you. Uh, it makes you optimistic for the rest of the season here because it's a win like that that keeps the race alive. And, you know, I, I do think that Napoli can make this thing interesting till the end. Well, you were showing me at the Roma game Juventus's schedule at the end of the season. Yeah. I mean, this thing is far from over. Oh, yeah. They still have massive games against Inter, Roma, and Napoli. So, you know, I, uh, I definitely think that it's going to be interesting towards the end here without Champions League, though, Juve. I don't know. It's like they could win in their sleep, it seems like. 
And it feels like a little bit like Napoli might be cracking. I saw the big news. Uh, Sorry, didn't sign a new contract. So that adds to more speculation of how the season is going to end. Plus, I just uh, Juve's so much deeper than everybody else. Well, I don't know if Napoli's built for the. We final can push. go. We can go back and forth every week and be like, "Ah, oh, is Nap- well, Napoli season's over? Ah, oh, Napoli season is still on." Basically, we're talking about Napoli can control three points in a direct head-to-head match and can beat anybody in Serie A on any given day. And Juventus have two big games against two teams That's that right. are desperately fighting to get in the top four. Yep. Nope, that's uh, that's what it's going to come down to. And you got to say it, guys, it's fun. Like Germany, there's nothing else to watch. That this the, their race is over. We still got a Scudetto race, so what enjoy a huge it. disappointment it would be if you went I mean, no no offense, Juventini out there, but we're tired of watching you win. <laughs> and we'll we'll even take Napoli beating you. Let's move to another team that's moving up the table, guys. And unfortunately, it's OTFR. They took on Udinese this weekend. They finished 2-1, and they played this game after Inter lost and and Roma lost. So they knew going into this game what would happen if they did, in fact, pull off the victory. And they got it done. It seems like it's a perfect storm for OTFR moving up here. Again, they knew about Roma and Inter. They also had a big win against Salzburg in Europa last Thursday. And what were you doing, Chris, congratulating OTFR from You're our joint Twitter trying account? Trying to keep it non-partial. You're saying no There's offense, There is no possible way that this is non-partial enough that I'm going to allow for OTFR praise from our Twitter account. I understand. I understand. It was tough. I got to say, when I hit send or whatever it was difficult if it, it felt like wearing the wrong jersey ended up having a boil at the end yeah. of, his, of his thumb something he, something like that absolutely immediately when he hit send it, it sent pain through Raja Nangalan's hamstrings yeah right yeah but we're a non-partial podcast so there you go we got that tweet out there but yeah guys i mean they're they're doing well in europa and never on, again <laughs> on top of uh the, their success in syria Immobile, his 27th goal on the season in this one, and he had an assist as well. So clearly the driving force behind OTFR this weekend. I keep on waiting for this dude to fall off. Yeah. Like him to hit a cold streak. Only in the international breaks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> him, the, the, the whole Atsuri team. It's just like, oh, who are we playing? Macedonia? Yeah. We're going to suck in this one. But Immobile, tearing it up week after week. The other side of the ball in this one, Udinese, feeling like they got screwed worse than that Michael Chiesa guy in the UFC fights, the guy who didn't even get to fight because of the aforementioned McGregor drama of throwing off a table or a chair, whatever no, he, he did. No, he threw up. a hand truck, man. Yeah, yeah just, just a, a hand mess. truck. On the, on the field itself here, we got the only Kevin in Serie A, Kevin Lasagna netting a diving header early, but then Udinese felt that... Kevin Strootman, bro? Ooh, Jesus! This guy's so about, OTFR now. Yeah, he's just just about his own players. Washington he would know. Machine. He would know if there was a if there was another Kevin. If they played that Kevin played for OTFR. Confusing him with the the only Brian in Syria. Kevin and Brian. Too many nicknames being only, thrown around. The only there. Italian. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, sorry, Kevin. Washing machine, Strootman. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. So so Jankto, Apparently, everyone felt like he got uh, fouled on the turnover that led to the cheer of the hero goal. And then OTFR and their storyline with VAR continues, guys. This week, they're happy with the call. OTFR's Luis Alberto got the second uh, goal in this one, leading Udinese's seventh straight loss, which is a club record for Udinese. Million in a row. Yeah. But but VAR was a storyline again in this one in that uh, it didn't get used. And to OTFR's credit, so... 
their continued saga with that uh, new technology continues. Massimo Odo, il mister for Udinese, limited his comments so he wouldn't get banned. That was apparently his quote, but achieved the a club record with seven straight losses. This is when you uh, this is when you don't say anything. I would uh, be letting those expletives fly on this one. I mean, last week he was talking all this game about, how, hey, it ain't that bad, man. It ain't that bad. You know, like when I came up here, we, you know, we, 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 were, we were trash, and then we had a hot streak, and, you know, whatever, seven straight losses, man. Yes. Yeah, not looking good. So uh, Udinese in dire straits there with seven straight losses. OTFR continuing to rise. I mean, the derby, guys, a nighttime derby, and it's for a lot. You put in the group text there that this could be all the marbles for these Champion League spots. This is a big game this weekend. Yeah, yeah it's it's going to be just emotionally taxing. I can already feel it. I'm already I know, stressed right? out about oh, it. Oh, yeah. I've already felt like we've lost this game. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, well, I'm going to talk about it in a second with the Roma game, but yeah. everything's leading up to this thing kind of being a, uh, you know what? Being a good result, just because yeah. of the way things are going. Right. You know what I mean, if they right. were doing well, you'd be like, oh, they're going to tie. Well, we're trying, what is it, 6,000 miles to Rome from here? That's how much we're traveling? It's going to be a good result. Come on. Let's feel good about it. Like last time. Yeah, true. True. All right. Let's talk to about our beloved Roma. They took on Fiorentina. It was a crap weekend. 2 nothing Viola in this one. A Scudetto Fiorentina get it done against the big dogs and Roma. Did you guys hear that? At the end of the Roma game this weekend, my dad's friend who comes to like half our Roma games with a Fiorentina sport jacket, yeah, right. I hope he's washed that thing at like at some point this year. I hope he washes this thing. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I visto with his uh, heavy fo- super thick. Yeah, yeah. I visto. Yeah, Fiorentina di, di scudetto, da scudetto, incredibile. <laughs> it's like. All right. This is your scudetto. We'll give you that. All right. You can be a scudetto. Six games in a row, seven unbeaten, guys. Yeah. I mean, I think they do have, like, the best. I mean, they obviously have the best streak in Serie A right now. I mean, it wasn't even a beautiful performance. Just effective and getting it done. Cholito, Simeone continues to run this form. He's three goals in three games. And, you know, if he continues like this, I think it's fair to say. Hottest young prospect coming out of Serie A, at least one of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about that. I think, I mean, he, one of them. I, I, he's I, definitely one of I them. Took yeah. a couple steps back. I, on that I was one. gonna say, there's still Patrick Sheik out there. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Forty million. But Roma have a Roma week, guys. Let's just say it. The game against Barcelona was as classic a Roma performance as it gets. You're playing really well, and then you get an own goal. <sighs> So, all right, all right. Second own goal. Okay, all right. We've had enough. And then they start scoring, and then you finally claw one back after the, the, the team that should be destroying you is getting outplayed by you, and then they score at the end, just 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 in case you got your hopes up a little right. too much. Exactly. Uh, and then it just goes into rolls into a performance against Fiorentina that's just – not necessarily terrible. I mean, we had the, the, the better the play. They had like four plays that they could have scored, and they scored on two of them. Uh, we couldn't get it done, and now we're going into a week where you're going, you're playing against Barcelona. You're most likely going to get scored on, you know, early after you get a goal. You know, we're going to get a score first, but then Messi's going to score. This is me just being super optimistic. And then you go into a, a derby game that just has so much weight. And, you know, over the last couple of years, you put a big task in front of Roma, and unfortunately, it just hasn't really gone that well. So, 
We, we tried there. that theory out with Barcelona. There. We didn't say anything about the game. It didn't go our way. I think we tried something new this week and just talked everything about this OTFR game. We're going to be great. I wonder if by the end, by like Sunday night, I'm just going to be smashing my hand with a hammer after like the last four Roma games have come out. Um, Cholito, hottest young prospect. In the, I don't think he's the hottest young prospect on his own team. Um, <laughs> I said one of them. <laughs> just can't get past that. So what are we talking about? Are we talking about Barcelona uh, uh, upcoming. Talking about so, beating Barcelona, well, going to the well, semis, and then yeah, okay. Then seven nothing against OTFR. Fiorentina. <laughs> that's exactly that's what we're it. talking about. First of all, Fiorentina, unlucky match. Uh, we hit the woodwork so many times. Um, you know, just we we couldn't finish. It was kind of a ragtag group out there on this one. Um, you know, Patrick Sheik uh, 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 had actually had a really nice pass in this game that should have resulted in a goal. Um, you know, Fiorentina, they're unconscious. I mean, they're they're rallying around and up uh, and performing, you know, like like they're like they're playing with a with an invisible 12th man out there um, and honoring their captain that way. So, I mean, you really can't beat can't beat destiny right now in this one. Um, I don't know about Scudetto, uh, but and then. Barcelona, dude, play the Primavera. Rest everyone. Yeah, rest everyone there's for the absolutely derby. no way that we're gonna beat Fiorent. That we're gonna beat Barcelona three zero at home. Yeah, just I, at, no chance at all. I, so you can put De Rossi out there. De Rossi's thirty four years old, man. You're gonna and, and, and tire him out, and then he's gonna go into the derby. And uh, you know, I mean, like we, we we have to have our best eleven. Risking injury against Barcelona. You know, I, I, at this point, I, I'm beyond caring if if Barcelona beat us nine zero because we have, you know, uh, we, we we have uh, 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 Toti's son out there, right. you know, playing at nine years old, because it's all about the derby. Yep, I we, don't think... we have achieved our we have achieved our Champions League Objective. threshold. Right, we we have made it to the quarterfinals. No one expects us to beat Barcelona. Now it's all about getting back to the Champions League. Because if we don't, Lorenzo Pellegrini is going to be playing somewhere else next year, and he is probably the hottest young prospect in the Serie A. It's a good, <laughs> one of them. It's a good strategy. Yeah, I think EDF's going to go for it just based on who he's playing out there. But well, he, we'll see. Well, he has to. They'll burn like Roma fans will burn down his house if he, yeah. if, he if he follows my advice. Yeah. All right. So big week for Roma. Big week for Curve America. We're we're going to be in Italy, guys, in less than seven days. I still I get excited whenever that happens. So my cool is tighter than a well digger right now. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I can can barely I can barely exhale in anticipation for this game. Super excited and a night game. I've never done a derby at night, so this will be fun. All right. Our fifth game of week 31 is Inter and Torino. One nothing, Torino. Thank you so much, Bulls. Inter, show the Serie A that they need more than a few days rest. Tad, take it away, man. Well, we're first going to focus on Torino on this one because they won. They won, <laughs> and this is this is what we call a winning streak. So they've won three in a row on this one. They thrashed uh, in the midweek 4-0, and they get to 1-0 over a over a big Inter team. Um, you know that's that that should be handily beating Torino if we if we were reflecting on the first half of the season. Um and the guy who does it for Torino, the uh the sleeper cell himself, Adam Yaich. Yeah. Yeah. Um finally I, for the first time I can remember in a long time that the Roma rehab has actually worked in our favor. 
I'm usually watching Iago Falke and Adam Yaj score on us. Scoring half-field bicycle kicks against us. <laughs> Just taking a dump all over Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, they, they give them credit. They came out there. They won the game. Um, hot take right there. There's some gas bagging for you. Give them credit. They won the game. Um, and this is a team that's actually kind of, you know, peaking at the right time. Uh, uh, I don't think they're going to make it into Europe, but – Belotti appears to be back on track. You know, he had a hat trick in the midweek, uh, an assist before that. Um, you know, I think that puts him at nine goals on the season, just in time for Cairo to try and sell him for as much money as possible, learning from his mistake from last season. Um, but, yeah, the yeah. big the story on this one is Inter, just like Roma. Grab they him. knew that we lost. They had They had a game against Torino. They couldn't get it done. I mean, they did hit the woodwork twice in this one, but Spalletti just comes out and says, just not interest day. Yeah. Just yep. won that one with Grinta. Yeah. <laughs> you love the Grinta. You love the Grinta. You guys need some storylines for Torino. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's what we got for that game. I'm going to take a quick break and finish off the last five games of week 31. This week's episode is brought to you by Umberto's Pizza in Fairhaven, New Jersey. If you find yourself down the Jersey Shore and are looking for great Italian food, look no further than Umberto's. Umberto's also offers a great place to watch soccer games with your supporters club, soccer team, or just with family and friends. Or you can host your next party in their brand new dining area. Mention that you're a Curve America podcast paisano and get a free soda with your meal. So come on down to Umberto's at 583 River Road in Fairhaven and hang a loose. Right after the break, we've got Milan versus Sassuolo. This one finished 1-1. Milan saving it with a just a last-minute goal in the 85th minute, pretty much saving their hopes uh, for this week. Milan playing the role of the gambler this weekend and their season. Both fit the narrative, the 74 James Conn movie. I'm not even going to look at Marco. Maybe he's seen the 2014 Mark Wahlberg version. Basically, Con, that's what that's the James Con. Uh, it's Sonny. It's Sonny Corleone. Is that helping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. That's who they named the the festival after. He was an elf too. <laughs> he was an elf. I didn't remember that. Did you just ref- reference the original Gambler? I a, did. Po- okay, I did. Let hear me out, man. Hear out this narrative: the degenerative Gambler spinning out of control, and the lone sharks starting to circle in the movie. The same is true for Milan. The game for this one is it goes down early to the bottom feeders. Of Milan goes down early to the bottom feeders. Sassuolo 0-1. Politano gets his second big goal against another big team. He got another one against Napoli, if, uh, I guess it was last week, uh, since because we had the mid-games. So Gattuso rolls a dice, changes tactics in the second half to three in the back, and his quote, we had to gamble because there are dreams of Champions League. So we put Silva on for Abate, and that means more attack. Gattuso also gambling because he just signed a new contract extension and a gamble in and of itself, seeing as how Milan is trying to pay off their debts with Bitcoin. What do you think, guys? If uh, Milan is trying to pay your salary, you're trying to get that money up front? And in cash. And in cash. Yeah. And in cash up front. In cash up front. I mean, I'll take Bitcoin. You would? Yeah. All right. Cryptocurrency is the way of the future. At this point, you flip it. I think I read that on a bathroom wall. We will see if financial fair play plays along. Is that is that all of your uh, your gambling references? Oh, you got more gambling references here? I do, me? man. Because okay. Gattuso's gamble paid off, just like in the movie. Kalinic gets the equalizer in the 85th minute, and Milan salvage a point in this one. 
against Sassuolo, guys. The question for them is, who invited them to put on this glass slipper and be Cinderella again? They've got seven points in their last five games, including against Napoli, now Milan, and seemingly out of nowhere, they've got a bunch of points here. We've been writing them off all season. And we're seeing these streaks all up and down the table throughout the entire season. At one point, Udinese. At one point, Sampdoria. At one point, Atalanta. Now it's Sassuolo. And, and uh, you know, even Genoa had a little spell for a little bit. You know, yeah, that- it just goes to show the, the league is healthy. League is healthy. Um, and when you look at this season at the end of the, at the, end of the year, there's going to be a hell of a fight for the bottom and a hell of a fight for the top. And that's what we want to see. First of all, if I may critique... Uh- your gambler reference, uh, same as basically your scouting report in boxing, it's a terrible reach. Um, oh, you get it? No, no? Uh, it's a terrible reach. Felt I see. good. Felt good. Okay, because yeah. of the boxing. I just came up with that, man. Yeah. Uh, um, well, Sassuolo, we're talking about a little mini streak here. I mean, they just tied two teams that they should have lost to. Yeah. And seven in the last five. That's great for them. I mean, I think we were about to write him off in, into the danger zone a few weeks ago, and it seemed to seem to turn around a little bit. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm blown away. Yeah. And uh, the what the one thing that kills me about uh, the fact that they have tied two teams that they shouldn't, they've done it right in the back of a player who shouldn't be playing on their team. Politano should be at Napoli, and yep. he is the difference maker in both of these games. Yep. Two quick Politano points. Politano should be Napoletano. Ah, yeah. yeah, there we Is go. That That's reach, dog. Nine o'clock. We all touched <laughs> that pretty dot. nice. That one, that one hit my chin. Yep. <laughs> Last two points on uh, Sassuolo, guys. Giacchini getting thrown out of this one. He said he couldn't contain his excitement. He was wandering outside of his area, and these things happen. There, there you go. Maybe his baseball uh, hat was. Uh, he couldn't find the lines. Wearing they that blew thing. off his head and didn't want anyone to see the horrible boil on top of his head, so he dove out there. <laughs> Finally, Captain Obvious quote goes to Sassuolo's CEO, Carnavale, saying, quote, Berardi is not what he once was in recent years. No kidding. Goes without saying. But, guys, when you look at the, the statistics on this one, I didn't realize how bad it was. He has 14 goals in three years. <laughs> that is a fall from grace in the Serie A anywhere, man. That is Serie D numbers. That's, mm. that's rough. I don't feel bad for anyone who was once owned by Juve and should have gone to Roma a while back and never did. So, For, for the for, amount of hype that we've been showing up, about. Berardi. Yeah. I don't know. I s- still think that he's one of the most exciting young prospects <laughs> in the Serie A. Only after <laughs> Simeone and All Pellegrini. Right. <laughs> I think we've broken enough poly there uh, on that game, guys. Let's just keep rolling. Berardi, <laughs> man, I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, you know, you think about our first season on this podcast, he was kind of riding a lackluster year, but tons of hype still surrounding him. Has had some injury problems, man. This guy, like, it's even it's even worth mentioning anymore. Yeah. He could definitely be a field goal kicker in the NFL. I think clearly even Sassuolo's management is just having enough of answering quotes for for him, he's just not cutting it. I had my left stroke just went viral joke all queued up at the beginning of the season, thinking yep. he was going to rip it up. Dude, this guy. I, I forget that he's even still in the league. Yep. Unfortunate. So, feel bad for him. But Sassuolo continues to streak despite not having Berardi scoring. Up next, guys, we've got a derby. The Derby della Lanterna. The Derby di Genoa. Sampdoria and Genoa finish in a thrilling 0-0 draw. Is there anything worse than a goalless derby, Marco? Yeah, speaking of forgetful, I mean, this thing's bad. Nothing to see here, folks. Not even a red card. Yeah, like, really. Not... <laughs> if you're in Italy and you don't have a goal, okay, so, you know, 
one nothing games as derbies, you know, they're 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 heated and nobody wants to make the mistake. Yeah, I'll even understand a tie one one zero zero. There's got to be at least a couple scruffs in there. You know what I mean? I want to see some passion. And uh, okay, maybe the goalies had a decent match, but just bad marketing for City. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this was the only game that was like on BN this weekend. <laughs> and uh, I gotta say, guys. 25 to 22. <laughs> I was going to bring this up in a previous Throwing game. stats. Big important stat That's here. That's the big one. So yep. Samp in, is the winner in my mind. Uh, but you look at the table. Samp no longer in Europa League. Uh, they've dropped 12 points in the last five games. I mean, they just it's been terrible. They even got spanked by Crotone and Inter. Uh, no quags in a while, at least no goals. And Genoa will feel fairly comfortable in 12th with 35 points. All credit to Giuseppe Rossi's arrival. Forza, New Jersey. All right, so there goes the derby. Unfortunately, not much to report on that one. So uh, we're just going to keep rolling on. So we got Atalanta and Spal. This one finished in a, at least we had goals in this one, a 1-1 draw. Spal coming around the bend in front of the race for 17th. Go ahead, Tad. Atalanta, man. I, we keep on wanting to give it to them. We have that carrot of them. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna turn it on. They're gonna turn it on. You know, we had uh, they're they're gonna make that final push to get into Europa, and then they draw a spall. Um, you know, they had a big win in the midweek. You know, they're still lurking. I think what are they? They're five points away from uh, from the Europa League spot. Not not impossible with nine matches or eight matches left to go. Who knows? Lurking, lurking, but you know. They gotta they gotta beat Spall. Four points. Four points. They're four points yeah, four with points. eight games to go. Lurking. Lurking. Um Hashtag Lurkin. <laughs> Lurkin, who's uh uh also the name of, of one of the characters in the upcoming Han Solo uh standalone Star Wars movie, Lurkin Grimshot. Um <laughs> He's a smuggler. But anyways, uh uh I don't know. I mean Spall, you kind of, I'm kind of pulling for him yep. to 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 make it out of here. Um, and the reason they they they've had a lot of games they should have won that they didn't. They've had a lot of unluck, and the main reason is I I want to see it where it didn't happen for Empoli last year, is I want to see a team led by the goalie. I mean Murray or Moret or uh, however you you pronounce his name, Lurkin, uh, Lurkin Moret, yeah. Um, you know he's he, he's he's the class of the bo- of the bottom four teams at the table, and he's turning in great performances. And uh, uh, you know he has a good one against Atalanta, and uh, we get a one-one draw. That's all we got. I didn't have much time to research this game, so everyone out there, you can be a podcaster too. <laughs> and don't forget to rate and subscribe. <laughs> oh yeah, on this week's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe I've got some more gambler quotes for us to uh, to carry the weight here. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm tipping my uh, my Iowa Hawkeyes hat to you on this one, Chris, because you haven't inundated us with the boring cliche coach quote after the game. We Not really yet. we really could have gotten three points out of this one, or have I spoke too soon? No, I don't think we got any for this one. Uh, <laughs> up next is Bologna and Crotone. Big win for Crouton Nation. One nothing. Crouton Nation rising like a phoenix from the ashes of the danger zone, almost out into safety. Telling Marcos Bologna to try the veal this week because no meat sauce for you, my friend. 
Boom. Not much Zing. to say about this one. Yeah, there's a couple Seinfeld references there. I loved it. Mark, Marco didn't get it. I tell you what. When I see Crotone come out of that danger zone, I'll get hyped. All it's right. Too many times that we've been like, oh, Crotone this, Crotone that. You look at the, you look at the table, and it's like there's still an 18th. All we Chris. need. All we need is work th- week 38. All we need is week 38. <laughs> so it's gonna be down on the wire yet again for Crouton Nation. In this one, all we needed was Crouton's Simi. Sending home the Stoyan ball with a left foot volley in the 25th minute. That was it. On the other side of the ball, guys, I got some really bad news. I really can't believe that this is a true story. Giampero Ventura, the same guy that got basically single-handedly knocked Italy out of the World Cup race, could be replacing beloved Metro star Roberto Donadoni as Il Mister for Bologna next year. To me, this is beyond crazy how does ventura get consideration for another coaching job this soon after that historic disaster if you're a bologna fan you see him at the helm how can you cheer for your team welcome to italy yeah i guess i mean yeah the american comparison bruce arena is not even coaching anywhere right now i'm sure he could land an mls job if he really wanted it but easily yeah but i still like i don't think american fans would be happy about it well i mean this is uh this is a borderline ridiculous. He's he has to be sit in shame for a little bit longer than being able to come out and unseat a metro star. A metro star man who once adorned Chris uh Chris Ross's wall. That's right. Um next to uh Sugar Ray, I'm assuming. Giovanni Severisi, who's now with the Cosmos. Yeah. No, the Metro Stars were a big part of my youth. Yeah, I mean, like you know, Rod Marinelli after that 0-16 Lions season, he's you know, he, I think he's the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys now, but he didn't get another head coaching job after that, right? You know, this guy's got to sit on the bench, and like 0-16 Lions is way more forgivable than missing the World Cup every four for, years for for Italy. Totally. So yeah, I mean, I, I can't believe that this guy's name is. Uh, you know, is is attached to any other rumor other than he uh, is going to be a trash collector um, in body or something like that. Dare I say, Bologna gambling. All right, oh. finishing off. <laughs> is he the original gambler? <laughs> finishing off week 31, guys. Hellas and Cagliari. This one finished one nothing to Hellas's favor. They keep next season's Derby of Verona alive with a crucial wing against my favorite word to say, Cagliari. Go ahead, Marco. Finish off the pod. Hellas with a hellas of a result. Man. Coming off getting waxed by Benevento 3-0. Not much to get excited about for this, except for the possibility of a derby being saved and the fact that I'm going to Verona when we go on our Italy trip here. I'm definitely going to check it out, see if I can snag a jersey. I actually had somebody ask me recently to pick up a jersey, and they they asked specifically for a fake jersey they wanted one of those like non-copia type things the ones that are essentially made out of wax yeah 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 yeah, they're like fish out of the bay of naples when some smuggler dumped his cargo like uh like lurking gorok yeah the only things that can survive a nuclear winter other than cockroaches are those jerseys (laughs) and uh you know if i find one of those in a headless jersey i'm gonna just have to buy one why not yeah it's a night shirt (laughs) Uh, Cagliari, shame, shame, you know, this is just bad, uh, this game was circled as a crucial one in the race for safety for them, and, uh, good game from Barella, so at least that, but, um, Cagliari, bad, Elas, even worse, but they get the result this week. 
All right. Well done, guys. Week 31 in the books during Italy week. A little bit shorter than normal, but hey, for all the podcast paisani out there, if you had to pack for Italy, you probably wouldn't be putting your best foot forward on this podcast either. Chris, I see in the doc here that you've been rediscovering The Wire. What's that about? Oh, highly recommend the book, man. Uh, So I heard about this from another podcast, guys, but if anyone out there is a fan of The Wire, highly recommend All the Pieces Matter, the inside story of The Wire. I burned through this book in like a week. It was amazing. Anyone who likes that show, uh, it was great. So uh, maybe I'll watch The Wire again on my way to Italy. So in my Sunday Night Scaries last night, I managed to uh, drift in and out of like eight episodes from season three because I just polished off season two. And drove past the Grain Pier in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. That'll do it. That, I mean, that cost Sabatka, Frank Sabatka's life, man. All he wanted was the canal dredged and the Grain Pier restored. Uh, R.I.P. Frank, Frank Sabatka. Charm City, the city that reads. We just <laughs> want to make sure we lost anybody who's still listening yeah. at this point with, yep. uh, with, with, with the wire references. We will be in Italia next week. We'll try to put something out while we're in El Bel Paese. But until the next time we record all together, ragazzi, di shamo. Arrivederci. Ciao. Ciao, 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 ciao.